This is Fred Hubner. Thanks for listening to the podcast brought to you by Miller Lite, the presenting sponsor of the 2020 ESPN 1000 Virtual Fantasy Football Championship. Find out how to be part of it at ESPNFFC.com. Welcome to the Baseball Show, Chicago's only interactive nightly show focused on the Cubs, the White Sox, and Major League Baseball. On radio, on app, on podcast. Listen to the show your way on ESPN 1000 with a new ESPN Chicago app. The Baseball Show with Jonathan Hood. Presented by Goose Island Beer Company. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Welcome on in. It's the baseball show right here on ESPN 1000. It will be manned by Black and Abdallah starting on Monday evening at 6 o'clock as the new lineup takes place here at ESPN 1000. The baseball show is sponsored by Goose Island Beer Company. You can follow us on Twitter at ESPN MLB Show. We're at the first Midwest Bank studio and we'll have a lot to talk about. You can jump on in, 312-332-3776. You can also get to me on my Twitter at Fred underscore Hubner, and we will be talking baseball. Jesse Rogers will join us uh, at around 6.15. Lots of things going on at Wrigley Field. Tyler Chetwin not feeling well. He's got some back tightness, so it'll be Alec Mills going tonight against the Milwaukee Brewers. The Cubs with a nice game yesterday as you Darvish was amazing. Watching you Darvish on the hill yesterday, he was just hitting his spots. He had some disagreements with the umpire a couple times, but he was hitting his spots, had a no-hitter for six and a third before Smoke nailed a home run over the Chicago Tribune sign in right field, and um, the Cubs go on to a win. It did get a little sketchy there in the ninth inning. You can always call. We will. I'll ask you, Jesse, when he joins us at 6.15, about the closer role, because it seems like the Cubs are getting just enough hits. The Cubs are getting some really good starting pitching. But the one thing they have to worry about is who is going to be that last guy out of the bullpen. Now, Rowan Wick came out yesterday, pitched pretty well. Uh, So far this year, three saves, a 1.5 ERA, six innings, five strikeouts, one walk. Uh, Jeremy Jeffers, another guy that the Cubs and David Ross are considering, apparently, for maybe that closer role. But you have Craig Kimbrell. When is he going to get another opportunity? I know, Cub fans, don't go driving off the road. I'm just throwing it out there because you know he's there. Um, As long as he's with the team, he's going to get opportunities. Uh, We'll see. Maybe if the Cubs get a nice lead today. uh, But it's not going to be easy. Brandon Woodruff, a pretty good pitcher for Milwaukee. He goes later on this evening. 312-332-3776. You want to jump on in the Chicago Cubs and the Brewers tonight. Cubs off to a tremendous start at 13-3. and We'll talk about them with Jesse in a couple minutes. The White Sox get ready to play the Cardinals, but they've got some time to wait because the Cardinals are all driving up, 41, 42 of them, renting cars and driving from St. Louis to Chicago, trying to stay socially distanced, The Cardinals have played five games so far this year. They have not played a game since July 29th, and they are scheduled to play two at guaranteed rate tomorrow, a doubleheader starting at noon. Now, 
The Cubs game has already been moved up. It was supposed to be a 7-15 game tomorrow. They moved it to a 2-20 start because bad weather is moving up. It's a little bit easier during these uh, pandemic times and coronavirus times to reschedule games or change the start time of games because you don't have to worry about the fans and say, well, if you had tickets for the 7-15 game, you got to come on out early for a 2-20 start. There are no fans. Uh, maybe if you had a rooftop ticket, one of those $150, $250, $350 rooftop tickets, you will have to come out a little bit earlier tomorrow and before the scheduled rains. But I was watching the weather yesterday, and they said they weren't 100% sure it's going to rain that heavy on Saturday. So hopefully both the Cubs get their game in and the White Sox can get their doubleheader in. It looks like they're going to be able to call up a 29th pay player um, for the doubleheader. That's what you do for doubleheaders. So you'll get the seven-inning doubleheaders for the Cardinals, and maybe a Dane Dunning gets a start. Lucas Giolito is supposed to start in one of those games. Dallas Keuchel is supposed to start on Sunday. I want to ask White Sox fans if you want to jump on in. 312-332-3776. Tim Anderson came back the other day. He's been back for a few games now. First game, didn't make a whole lot of difference. Second game back, he gets four hits. Just missed the cycle. He led off the game with a 10-pitch at bat and a home run. He shushed everybody as he was coming to third base. And some people on the national level didn't know why he was shushing. They made fun of him, saying he's shushing an empty crowd. He was shushing, he said afterwards, the critics who said that he shouldn't be the leadoff guy. What are your thoughts, White Sox fans? Should Tim Anderson be the leadoff guy for the Chicago White Sox? Um, people had thought that Luis Robert is a guy that should have that. Luis Robert has struggled a bit. He went three for 24 until he got a couple of hits. He got that big bases clearing double the other day, um, in Detroit. But I know a lot of people that think Yohan Moncada should be the White Sox leadoff hitter. Switch hitter, Moncada improved so much last year. Now he was off the other day. He had yesterday off. Now he's got today off. So he's been off for three days. Hopefully his little aches and pains can uh, help him get back in the field tomorrow as the White Sox have the scheduled twin bill with the Cardinals. But what do you think? Anderson as leadoff, he seems to really love it. He seems to like being the guy that's out there and get things started. In my opinion, Luis Roberts not ready to be a leadoff hitter right now, but I'm not sure about Moncada. Uh, I kind of like Moncada and his power, being able to drive the ball and drive in a guy like Tim Anderson. I like that maybe a little bit more. So people that are listening to me now, and you've heard me in the past, you say, well, listen, you're saying nice things about Tim Anderson. Listen, I've always said nice things about Tim Anderson at the plate. He's got to get his fielding figured out. And if you watched that Sox game the other day, it was as if Jose Abreu was a contortionist. He had to dive for balls being thrown from Moncada. He had to figure out how to catch balls thrown from Tim Anderson. They were short-arming balls, throwing them in the dirt. They were making Jose Abreu work hard. And for those who have criticized Jose Abreu over the last several years, Jose Abreu has worked his tail off to become a really good first baseman. I know. I don't know. We'll have to talk to Jeff Meller. I don't know what the metrics say. I don't know what the analytics say. But if you watch Jose Abreu, He's been playing very good at first base, made a really nice catch the other day on Wednesday, going over to the tarp on a ball that Miguel Cabrera hit and getting the ball before it hit the tarp or before it hit the net uh, over behind first base. 
I am really happy with the way Jose Abreu is fielding. And then you have, Sylvie calls him Spider-Man, it's the perfect name. Then you have Eloy Jimenez. Now, I know that Carmen has said for weeks, maybe even months, that Eloy Jimenez has to be a designated hitter. He can't be a designated hitter this year. The White Sox have too many. They have Encarnacion. They have Grandal. When Grandal's not catching, he needs to play somewhere. You can play him at first base and then DH Abreu. But Encarnacion was out for a couple days with a bad shoulder. So right now, White Sox fans, you're going to have to live and die with Eloy Jimenez in left field. He wants to play out there. He's working hard. I know it can be scary at times. If I could tell Eloy Jimenez one thing, and he understands English, so if I could tell Eloy Jimenez one thing, it would be stop going into the net. You can stop falling into the stands. If you look at the three times, MLB Central the other day showed the last three times that he was gone into the net in left field. All three times he could have stopped and prevented himself from falling into the net. He didn't do it. I'm not quite sure why, but he didn't do it. He needs to because you need to eat the bat of Eloy Jimenez. How about the other day? After Tim Anderson leads off the game with a home run, Eloy Jimenez comes up, goes oppo, right center field, home run, boom. Later in the game, Eloy Jimenez hits a ball down the first baseline. I like when Eloy Jimenez is going the other way. I like when any players are going the other way. You remember back in the day, Sox fans, you remember back in the day, Frank Thomas, Paul Canerco, when they were right, when they were swinging the bat well, where were they hitting the ball? They were hitting the ball center and right center. And I think that's what we need to see out of Eloy Jimenez. Now, the White Sox were taking some bad at-bats until Dallas Keuchel spoke out. Once Dallas Keuchel spoke out, spoke out, it seems like they came around. Now, pitching, the bullpen has been pretty good. They've got a lot of young arms. The starting pitching, I have no idea who's going to go in one of those games tomorrow. Maybe a Ross Detweiler gets a start. He hasn't pitched in a while. Believe it or not, Ross Detweiler, who I swore at many times last year when he was going for the White Sox, he's been pitching very, very well so far this season. I think Ross Detweiler deserves a chance to get a start tomorrow. We'll see what happens. But with these doubleheaders, pitching is going to be key for all these teams that are playing the Cardinals. The Cardinals are in town. As I mentioned, 41, 42 rental cars driving up from St. Louis. They also had players coming up from Springfield, which was their alternate site. And from Springfield, players were taking a bus to come up to Chicago. So... It'll be interesting to see what kind of lineup they have. I know a lot of people have been hypercritical of what the Cardinals have been doing and how they've continued to test positive. This virus isn't easy for people to understand. You've got to realize, on a 26 or 27 or 28-man roster, there are a lot of professionals who want to play this game. There are a lot of professionals who want to go out there and win games. And the St. Louis Cardinals are going to be trying to do that tomorrow and next week when they're taking on the Cubs. The Cardinals are going to need to play 55 games in 44 days. There are very, very few people who think the Cardinals are going to be able to get to a certain number. Before the baseball show started, on the Waddle and Sylvie show, they were talking about how many games they think it should take for the Cardinals to have to play in order to even be eligible for the postseason. And I think it was Mark Greco said 45. Adam Abdallah said 50. 50 is not bad. 
if you can play 50 of the 60 games. But what's going to happen is you're going to see a lot of people right now try and say, listen, I understand the Cardinals are behind. It was the Cardinals' problem. There's no reason we should have to play doubleheaders. We'll talk more about that because there's going to be not one, but two scheduled doubleheaders at the friendly confines coming up next week. We come back. Jesse Rogers will join us. We'll talk some Cubs baseball. Got a lot of questions for him. We'll ask him about the closer, what he thinks is going to happen. We'll get your phone calls at 312-332-3776. You're listening to The Baseball Show, brought to you by Goose Island Beer Company here on ESPN 1000. Tonight's baseball show is brought to you by Semino's Pizza in Joliet. Stop in, grab a couple of Goose Island White Sox Golden Ales tonight. Semino's Pizza in Joliet, a proud official White Sox bar and is a phenomenal place to watch a White Sox game. Baseball show with Jonathan Hood. Catch up on your time. Click the baseball show tile for the podcast on the new ESPN Chicago app. The Baseball Show, presented by Goose Island Beer Company. On ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Ah, what he said, I can't do this damn baseball show anymore. You've got to give me a better yeah. shift. So they did. They put him out with Cap in the morning, starting at 7 o'clock on Monday. It'll be Cap and Jay Hood. As the new lineup takes over, 7 to 10. Then at 10 o'clock, Carmen and Yurko. Yurko and Carmen get to get on the golf course a little bit early. Then we get to hear Greeny, a good friend of our next guest. Greeny will be on from noon until 2. And then Waddle and Sylvie from 2 until 6. The baseball show will be taken over by Bleck and Abdallah from 6 to 7. And then their form of hilarity from 7 until 8 o'clock. And sometimes even later than that, each and every week, night, starting Next Monday, the 17th. Right now, we bring in, as I mentioned, a good friend of Greenies from way back in the day, Jesse Rogers. Jesse, what's going on? I'm doing well, Fred. Happy Friday. What's happening? You know, I'm listening to the last hour of the Waddle and Sylvie show, and it was like constant. All of a sudden, you hear Jesse going, I mean, I'm sorry. All of a sudden, you hear Abdallah saying, well, there's another thing. Oh, no, change in starting pitchers. There's a, a back, back tightness for Chatwood. Um, Alec Mills is going. Then you hear that they've changed the start time for tomorrow. Chris Bryant's not playing. Nothing but news going on over at the friendly confines. Well, that's the microcosm of this season, isn't it? Just change is the norm. And David Ross keeps saying it on the Zoom with reporters, like you just got to roll with the punches. Uh, I mean, a a game time change, the least of their worries. They've got two doubleheaders in three days coming up. The White Sox have one tomorrow. Uh, The Cardinals have the worst of it all, right? I mean, uh, yeah, so it, it's it's little stuff right now. Chris Bryant's out of the lineup with a with a wrist hand injury. Um, yes, Tyler Chatwood scratched. That was a surprise. So Alec Mills is in there. But remember, because the Cubs had four days off, Alec Mills isn't exactly pitching on short rest or anything. So they'll be okay, and they'll be okay. I hear a lot of people bitching on Twitter at me about the doubleheaders, blaming the Cardinals. Yes, the Cardinals screwed up with this outbreak. But two seven-inning doubleheaders at home, at right. home, it's not like they have to go down to St. Louis to make them up. Big deal. Big deal. Cubs will figure out the pitching. The Chatwood injury doesn't help. But when you're 13-3, and three, you're playing with a little bit of house money. So would you rather be the Cubs in this situation or the Cardinals, right? So I think Cub fans need to relax, roll with it. Their team is doing fine, and they'll get through these seven-inning doubleheaders in fine fashion. And you know what, Jesse? All these guys, a majority of these guys, they all played college baseball or they played in the minor leagues. They've played seven-inning doubleheaders before. 
They know how to balance this out. They're playing with no fans in front of them. They've got the best facilities in the world. I know that they're a little, they're still socially distanced and a little bit different, but I don't think it's a, that big of a deal. I'm going to get back to the Cubs in a second, but I was going to ask you about the Cardinals. And I mentioned mm-hmm. before you came on, the Cardinals, there are guys that have tested positive, but you know there are other guys on this team that are pros that want to get out there, and they've been held back by their teammates testing positive. You know when they come in, they're not coming in just to go through the motions. They want to play and win baseball games. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. I mean, I talked to Andrew Miller, who's on the executive board of the Players Association, a lot during the shutdown, and they didn't work hard through those crazy labor negotiations and COVID protocols just to mail it in. Absolutely. The guys that are healthy want to get back out there and and play some baseball and earn their paycheck. Um, Unfortunately, they had to go through this process because of the incubation period. The Cardinals didn't know who was healthy and who wasn't until basically now, three, four straight days in a row of negative tests other than a staff member who was isolated. Um, so finally, those guys that have been healthy are cleared to play, and obviously they're going to be bringing up uh, a bunch of guys from their taxi squad or, or alternate site, I guess you should say. Um, Mike Schilt's going to hold a little Zoom at 7 o'clock tonight. I'm going to be on. Can't imagine what it is like to have to manage the, uh, uh, this team. I mean, I aspirations the way it sounds they just want to get through this season and I guess that's good news for the Cubs and the rest of the division that are battling them well and those guys that came from Springfield those were the only guys that didn't have their own rented cars I guess they had a bus from Springfield from their alternate site and brought some players up from there so um, they'll be up tomorrow the start time will be um, for the White Sox will be noon start for their doubleheader the Cubs start at 220 because they're worried about the storms that are coming or at least scheduled to come Um, Wednesday when I was sitting here I turned around and I saw that Chris Bryant was in left field. Is that the first time this year he was in left field? No, he's been in there a couple times. He's been in there a couple times. And it's kind of funny. uh, David Ross, I don't think, has had the same lineup two days in a row. I don't hear Cub fans bitching like they used to. I don't hear them bitching. Chris Bryant's not doing great at the leadoff position. I don't hear Cub fans bitching. It's all about your record. You're right. And the lineup and the batting order is so overblown. Think about it. He has not had the same lineup two days in a row. Uh, if I'm wrong, it's only been one time. Let's just put it that right. way. He was he was about to have it until a scratch the other day. It may have been Brian Scratch or someone. I don't know, they had a couple last-minute scratches. Ross joked about that. They lead the league in last-minute scratches. Like David Bodie has a couple times been pressed into the do, into duty when he's thought he's had the day off. So they've, they've had different lineups every day, and yet they keep winning, which, again, tells you it's an overblown topic. Having doing enough shows with me and Murph in the past, you know that I would have caught this. But there was one time that David Bodie, I don't know what the hell he was doing yesterday. There was a situation in the sixth inning. Bodie had single driving in a run. He's standing at second base after a walk, and Caratini hits one back to the wall in center field, and Bodie didn't tag up to go to third. Now, I know at the time it was four to one. OK, or actually <laughs> yep. at the time, yeah, actually it was four to nothing because they hadn't gotten a hit yet. But mm-hmm. you can't do that. Those are little things that happens in baseball games. People say, why do you call those things out? Because good teams don't make those mistakes. Good teams, Bodie's standing on third. And then who knows, he scores in a wild pitch or a pass ball or something like that. As it turned out, he still was out there after a, a, a walk and a strikeout. But little things like that, that's what irks me. But I'm just happy that I'm able to watch baseball games and get <laughs> aggravated. You know what I'm saying? I it's love angry Fred. I agree with Fred because they're t- they're they're thirteen and three. They're up four nothing. Some guy 
second to third, and you're you're bitching about it. I love it. I absolutely love it. That's a great game of baseball. Um, the Cubs are playing with house money, man. They have been playing great. So if Bodie didn't tag up one time, I, I think he got to give a little bit of a break. All the things they did poorly this last year or two under Joe Madden, they're doing much better under David Ross. I think it's a um, negative on Madden. I think it's just how things work. If I've said this once, I've said it a million times. Dusty Baker, Lou Pinella, uh, Joe Madden, now David Ross, all making the playoffs in their first year. Yes, I'm saying that about Ross already. It's because in your first year, when you bring the respect, you have the player's attention. And the change in voice May, has made a difference, just like Theo and Jed predicted, and just like it did, Fred, when they went from Renteria to Joe Madden, a more respected individual in that moment. It's funny how it works. There's only a few Bobby Coxes in the world that can last through several different iterations of your team and your roster. Joe wasn't able to do it at the end. David Ross is picking up where, where they left off, and now they're a better team for it. Okay, uh, right when the show started, I was talking about the Cubs' closer because everyone's talking about it. They were discussing that at MLB Central today. They look at the Cubs 13-3, and and the one question they have, despite the fact that they're really not hitting yet, despite that, they're still 13-3, and but that closer, what's going to happen? Is Rowan Wick going to be the guy that they go to on a consistent basis? Are they going to go to Jeremy Jeffers? Are, does Kimbrell get another shot? What do you think is going to happen? Well, here's my opinion. First of all, Kimbrell will continue to get some shots, yes. I think he's got to find his way back there. He's not going to get a one-run lead in the ninth inning tonight. But if he can find his way back there, he'll be given that chance still. There will be a point where they will move on, obviously, from even thinking about him in the ninth. And if they do that, I think if tonight's World Series and everybody was rested, Jeremy Jeffress would be that guy because of his experience. Now, that's not knowing whatever the matchup in that moment was. Let's say they were facing three guys that were god-awful at hitting the curveball. Might be different. Rowan Wick's specialty is the curveball. But using the phrase, all things being equal, Jeremy Jeffress would probably be the guy. Jeffress and Wick, as they move along here, if it's not going to be Kimbrell, there really is no other option there. And again, I think Jeffress, by default, would be the guy right now. But Rowan Wick probably has the best stuff, even though, you know, if including Kimbrell, obviously. But he doesn't have the experience. So you have to weigh all these factors. But it would be one of those two guys. Or maybe it's somebody not on this team right now. I was actually looking at some teams that could be out of the race. I don't know, Arizona. Archie Bradley's having a, a decent early going here. The Cubs will absolutely do their best to fortify the bullpen. And it could be the ninth inning. I mean, it seems like they do this every July, this time August. Um, but I think they'd find someone that could pitch in the ninth, but even if they don't use them in the ninth, someone that could help them earlier in the game. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Alec Mills going today as uh, Tyler Chatwood can't go. He has some uh, mid-back tightness. We'll see how that plays itself out. They're going to need him to get, get well quick with these doubleheaders coming up with St. Louis. Otherwise, they're going to have to throw somebody else in there as a start starting pitcher. That's something that will happen in the next couple of days. Jesse, enjoy your Friday night. We will talk to you soon, okay? Okay, enjoy the baseball. Talk to you later, Fred. Thanks. Jesse Rogers talking some Cub baseball. We come back. Cub fans, a lot of Cub fans have been looking at this and saying, this could be the last year. This could be it. The last dance, right? With all these guys, because Baez and Bryant, uh, they're a year or so away from their contracts being up. Uh, one of the Cub players said this the other day. We'll talk about that. We'll talk more about tonight's game. Jump on in. 312-332-3776. It's baseball talk. It's the baseball show 
every night, Monday through Friday, right here on ESPN 1000. Tonight's baseball show is brought to you by Semino's Pizza and Joliet. Stop in, grab a couple of Goose Island White Sox Golden Ales tonight. Semino's Pizza and Joliet, a proud official White Sox bar and a great place to watch the White Sox game. Four balls, three strikes, a double play, and one. Place to hear the baseball show with Jonathan Hood. This is ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. The baseball show with Jonathan Hood. Presented by Goose Island Beer Company. Sounder. It'll be uh, somebody other than Jonathan Hood doing the baseball show beginning on Monday. Black and Abdallah as they take over from 6 to 8 every Monday through Friday right here on ESPN 1000. Uh, in case you're just jumping in, you were expecting Tyler Chatwood to be going for the Cubs today. He was scratched with some mid-back tightness. I think we've all had that, but then again, I'm 63. He's a lot younger than me. Hopefully his gets better soon. Alec Mills will get the start for the Cubs today. And you look at Alec Mills, he has been amazing. Right now, he's a five-starter, okay? Uh, after Quintana went down, they said, okay, Alec Mills is going to have to start. Alec Mills, in two outings, has gone 13 innings. He's allowed two runs earned on five hits, one homer. He's walked five. That's a little too many. He struck out seven. He's got he's 2-0 and record, a 138 earned run average. Hitters are hitting 116 off of him. So hopefully that can continue tonight as the Cubs get ready to take on the Milwaukee Brewers out at the friendly confines. The lineup for the Cubs, it'll be half leading off because Chris Bryant, his uh, ring finger, his left ring finger is still a little sore from coming in and rolling over it on Wednesday when he was playing left field. So Ian Happ in center field leads off, Rizzo at first, then it's Baez at short hitting third, Schwarber back in left field after belting the homer yesterday, Contreras behind the plate. Jason Hayward's in right, Bodie at third, Jason Kipnis, who really has been playing very, very well for the Cubs, and it's nice to have that left-handed bat in there. Kipnis, kid coming home, he is the DH hitting eighth, and Nico Horner is in the lineup at second base for the Chicago Cubs. It'll be Brandon Woodruff going for Milwaukee. That is a 7-15 first pitch. Now, a lot of baseball fans know that, I mean, heck, if you're in Cleveland, you say, what are you going to do without you know, without the shortstop? What are you going to do without him? How are you going to play without him? Um, here, in Cub fans are saying, well, you got to sign Baez. Don't you want to keep Bryant? Well, something's going to happen. Something's going to change. And with this short, crazy, bizarre season, the 60 games in 66 days, for everybody else besides maybe the Marlins and the Cardinals, they're taking this very seriously and trying to enjoy what they can Um play quickly right off the bat. You don't have time for long slumps. Anthony Rizzo talked to the media the other day, and he said with this season and with the way that you have no idea what the future is going to hold for this team, he's enjoying each and every minute. Even when I was hurt, enjoying Wrigley. This, I mean, there's, I'm not going to shy away from this. This could be our last year together. And I think we all know that, especially with the state of the game and who knows what's going to happen. Um, this could be our last run with all our core guys. This could be my last year here. Who knows? So I'm enjoying every second of it. Um, you know, when when times get tough, it's just I've, I've obviously been through a tough time before. It's, you start appreciating all the little things again that maybe you take for granted. I'm a victim of it. I'm sure 
everyone, you guys are all victim of it, but um, it's the joy of the game that we're playing for right now. And uh, I think it's really showing uh, that we're just playing basically high school summer baseball right now. That's how we feel like we're playing, just going out and playing baseball and not worrying about if someone's hitting 500, if someone's hitting, you know, under 200. It's just let's win, let's pick each other up and uh, figure it out. To do, and it seems like that's what they're doing. They're out going out, they're picking each other up, they're enjoying each and every at bat, they're enjoying each and every game. And because of that, they're off to a great start. 13 and 3. The Cubs are playing very, very well. And you look at it right now in the NL Central, where you thought there'd get some competition from Milwaukee and Cincinnati. Who knew we didn't know St. Louis was going to play only five games um, at this point of the season. The Cubs are 13 and 3. The Reds are 8 and 11. Okay. They're at Minnesota. Now, Minnesota's pretty tough, okay? They got Minnesota this weekend. St. Louis, I'm sorry. I got the wrong thing here. This is September. These stats are wrong. But anyway, Cincinnati is 8-11. and 11. They are, two and a half, they are um, six and a half games back of the Cubs. Milwaukee, six and a half games back of the Cubs. Look at that. Earlier today, I heard Waddle say it. I think he even said it yesterday or the day before. But he said the Cubs are in the playoffs. Think about it. The top two teams in each division go, and then the best third-place teams. The Cubs are off to a tremendous start at 13-3. and three. They've won three in a row. They've won nine of their last ten. They have a run differential of 20, plus 20. Everybody else in the division, minus 13 for Cincinnati, minus 15 for Milwaukee. They're all struggling, even though the Reds have some pitching. And Trevor Bauer has been really good. Last night, Anthony DiSclefani gave up a ton of runs in the first two innings. I want to say he gave up eight or nine. I was watching that game last night. He was brutal. Milwaukee needs some help with their pitching staff. Plus, Yelich is just starting to hit. The Brewers are seven and ten. So the Cubs have a nice little cushion right now. We'll see how they can continue to play well as they go on. A couple other things I wanted to make sure I got to. Last night, I'm watching the the game on Fox. And in the first inning, Fox didn't have the K-zone. So I'm making a note. Fox doesn't have K-zone because I'm looking to see where the pitches are. And then for some reason, the second inning, they did. Either there's someone in the truck that forgot to turn it on or something. But I could have swore last year there were some times that Fox did not have it. And I thought they didn't have it because they didn't want to, for Major League Baseball, to see that their umpires were calling some bad pitches. Okay? Um, But they have it now. Um, One of the other things I'm looking here, at some of the details that I have for baseball with the White Sox and with the Cubs. I got a lot of other stats I want to get to before we get uh, out of here. Don't forget, odds couple with uh, Carmen DeFalco and Mike North coming up at 7 o'clock. We talk about pitching, how important pitching is in Major League Baseball. And again, you want to jump in, 312-332-3776. I'm watching MLB Central. And you hear me refer to MLB Central quite a bit because they have such a great job doing three hours of nothing but baseball. They talked about fastball velocity, the highest fastball velocity in the major leagues right now. And they're talking about who has it. We'll we'll get to that in a second. First, let's go to the Northwest side and Tom. Tom, what's going on? Hi, Freddie. How are you tonight? Doing okay, Tom. What's up? I'm just wondering, after you heard that interview with uh, uh, Anthony Rizzo, how could you ever let that guy go? And he, he'd come at a fraction of what these other guys are uh, going to be asking for. You know, I mean, they can't afford to get rid of him. Nah, but he'll be the guy that sticks around. 
He just wants to make sure that he can he can try to win while he's still got, you know, KB and, and Baez there because there's a good chance the way that the things have gone with the management group there at Wrigley Field that they can't sign both of those guys. I would I'd play it out. I know that it's it's kind of not what they do in Major League Baseball. They want to get rid of their guy early or trade him so they don't lose him for nothing. But if I'm the Cubs, I let Bryant play his deal out and then try to sign him at that point. Because you would think with a year and a half, two years with the marquee network and everything else, that they'll have some money to be able to afford both Baez and Bryant. Um, but yeah, Rizzo, Rizzo's a Cub for life, I would think. I can't imagine seeing him going anywhere. So. Yeah, I think you're I think you're okay, Tom. No problems there. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it as always. I got Eric on uh, my Twitter at Fred underscore Hubner. I had asked about the White Sox and who should be their leadoff guy. If it should be Anderson or Robert or Moncada, which was the idea I had. And he said, no, it's got to be Anderson. Moncada has said he doesn't want to lead off. Robert right now, more run producer than catalyst. Let him learn at six and seven. I agree with you on this year. Definitely on this year. The speed he brings, though, and I know Anderson has speed. I know Anderson likes to get on base and steal bases. It's nice to have that kind of speed at the top of the order. But the White Sox are expecting to have a stacked lineup. You have Madrigal, who went out with a shoulder. He was struggling his first game or two, and then all of a sudden he had three or four hits in a contest. So they've got a. This is a year, as a White Sox fan, I might be the only guy saying this, but as a White Sox fan, I'm not too concerned about how things play out this year. People say, oh, they got to make the playoffs. There's eight teams. They got to make the playoffs. It would be nice. It would be nice for them to get there. But I want to see Cease develop. I want to see development in their bullpen. I want to see other young arms develop. I want to see Robert and Eloy learn and become the veteran players that they need to be in order to make a nice little run next year when hopefully, pray to God, we have a full season of Major League Baseball. There's a lot of things going on in baseball the last couple of days. We'll talk about that. We come back. You're listening to The Baseball Show, brought to you by Goose Island Beer Company here on ESPN 1000. Hey, everyone. The Baseball Show is brought to you by Samino's Pizza in Joliet. Stop in and grab a couple of Goose Island White Sox Golden Ales. Do it tonight. Samino's Pizza in Joliet is a proud official White Sox bar and is a phenomenal place to watch White Sox baseball. Come to the baseball show. Presented by Goose Island Beer Company. Catch up on your time. Click the baseball show tile for the podcast on the new ESPN Chicago app. This is the baseball show on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Lots of things going on in Major League Baseball. The Cardinals on their way to Chicago as they get a doubleheader with the White Sox. Guaranteed rate tomorrow. The first game is a noon start. Lucas Giolito scheduled to pitch one of those games. I'm not sure if it's the first or the second game. And uh, they're hoping to get the doubleheader in with rains coming. Because of the rains coming, the Cubs' 7-15 start Saturday night has been moved to a 2-20 first pitch at Wrigley Field as they take on the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, before I get to some of the other stuff in baseball, let's go to the South Side and Jim. Jim, what's happening? Hey, Fred, number one, I, I respect you as a Sox fan because no matter how bad the White Sox have sucked the last 15 years, 
you have always been a Sox fan. You've always talked about if they do this, if they do that. But you love to throw in little things you really don't know anything about the Chicago Cubs, like management doesn't want to spend money. That's all they've done is spend money ever since they took over this team. Whether they Tim, you're wrong. They, after, they, after, after Darvish and Chatwood, they said, we're not going to let you spend money. No, so well, you, exactly you just hear what you want to hear as a Sox fan. No, They're going to spend money. Not. Well, can I, can I finish? Yeah, go ahead. They're going to spend money. Maybe it maybe won't be Chris Bryant. Maybe it'll be one or the other, or maybe it'll be both. But they are going to spend money. They got they, When they got rid of Jake Arrieta, they spent money on Darvish. When they need a closer, is it didn't work out, but they went out and got Craig Kimbrell. It didn't work out. That's what good organizations do. They try to fix problems. They have a $220 million payroll, Fred. You have a $120 million payroll, and you're rooting for Louis Robert, a DH left fielder. Timmy Anderson can't play shortstop defensively. You're right, you, you're right about that. He can't play shortstop. You, have, no, you, have, no pitching, you, have, you have Carlos Rodon, Ronaldo Lopez, and you're waiting for next year? They don't okay, spend Tim, any money this, on the South you said all this. You've said all this with Cap already. Let me ask you a question. If you're the Cubs, what do you do with Chris Bryant? My opinion, you keep him and then try and sign him when his deal runs out. Can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, Chris Bryant and Baez, look at what the Washington Nationals did. Now, they already won a World Series with Chris Bryant, Baez, Schwarber, Rizzo. This organization already proved they could win. Whether you keep Bryant for a trade next year or you sign him, I have faith in Theo Epstein and Chad Hoyer that they'll make the right decision. Chris That's Bryant not what I asked. What would you do? I would I asked, to sign him for like asked, two and he no, no, may no, do I, a team-friendly deal because he loves Rizzo and they love playing with each other, and they may stick around. But it's nothing to do with money, like not wanting to pay money. Well, they don't want to pay both of them. It's from what we understand. Oh, That's why they that? tried to move them. That's well, why well, they tried well, to move them. said that? No, your good friend David Kaplan has said that. No, my good Tim, friend David Kaplan. Tim, we appreciate the call. Yeah. I got to go. I got stuff to get to before I'm done with here. Plus, Tim gets way too much airtime anyway. When I saw Jim from the South Side, I thought it was someone else. But as soon as I saw, heard him, I knew it was Tim. So, yeah, Tim's just got a thing where he can't stand anything good that happens with the South Side. And if we criticize anything that happens with the Cubs, then he's got to get on his little high horse. But anyway, tonight is the first game, the first home game of the season for the Miami Marlins. They're taking on Atlanta. Atlanta leads by a score of one to nothing. They got an eight and four record. We all think about it. They were the laughing stock for a team that was taking sleeper buses 17 hours across the country in order to get to their next place that they might have a chance to play. Tonight, Jacob deGrom got scratched. He had a neck problem. Neck was bothering him. He couldn't pit, um, pitch. Plesak and Clevenger. What is wrong with Zach Plesak? What he did and posted yesterday on social media just shows that he is brain dead. He has no idea what he's talking about. And obviously, he wasn't able to do a good sales job with the team because Clevenger and Plesak talked to the Indians today. And after they were done talking to him, they also talked to management. And the Indians sent Plesak and Clevenger to their summer camp team. Okay? We'll see how long they stay there. They're at the alternate site right now, Plesak and Clevenger. Uh, real quickly, Strasburg ejected yesterday from the stands. That was fun. I was watching that game. They had a StatCast broadcast, an enhanced StatCast broadcast on MLB Network, and uh, Strasburg is thrown out. 
And Laureano gets his suspension reduced from six games to four games. Usually I don't agree with suspensions being reduced. I do this one. Um, Tampa Bay Rays, six straight. They sweep the Red Sox at Fenway. And how about Mookie Betts? Didn't make me feel good. I wagered on the Padres. Chris Paddock going against L.A. And what happens? Mookie doesn't hit one. He doesn't hit two. He has three home runs. Record tying sixth time. He has hit three home runs in a game. Ties the record of Johnny Mize and someone that Tim knows well, Sammy Sosa. That's right. Don't go anywhere. Odds couple coming up right after that, 8 o'clock. I'll be back talking Bulls, letting Jim Boylan go, Blackhawks, Bears, all kinds of stuff coming up at 8 right here on ESPN 1000.